0: Are we ready? I guess not. Welcome to episode two of the Rogue Ones podcast, where each week we go through popular topics, critique, and debate all things entertainment. Thanks to all of you who showed us love on our Instagram stories. Please do it again this week. Share with the world how you're listening to Rogue Ones. Post it to your Instagram stories and tag us at Rogue Ones underscore podcast. And use the hashtag, hashtag Romans podcast. We're looking for that 24 hour ad on your socials. This past week, we released episode one of the podcast. If you missed out, don't worry. You can go and listen to it on the link on our Instagram page. Don't oh, miss yeah. this Friday for weekly gaming sessions at 6 PM. You can click and join in also on the link on our Instagram page. I'm Josiah Brown. Thanks for joining me on the show. Today I have B-Rob, a.k.a. Brandon Robinson and Chris Duke.
1: We are here back again for another week. Let's get it, my boy. How y'all feeling?
0: We appreciate all the love
2: shown on the last one. We was not expecting it, but (laughs) we got to go over. We got to go over our expectations now. We got to do bigger numbers
1: this week, guys. Got to do bigger numbers this week.
0: Over and beyond. So B-Rock, yeah. let me ask you, man, So what's going on with the music? It is Dreamville Friday,
2: my guy. J. Cole and his Dreamville Collaborative, Boss, JID, Kaz, the ho- Ari Lennox, Shea Butter Baby, the whole nine coming out with that Dreamville tape. Revenge of the Dreamers. Not one, not two. We talking about tape three, my guy. It's gonna be hot. Um in wake of the <laughs> in wake of the four singles that they dropped these previous weeks um i feel like it's just still highly anticipated they also dropped a documentary if you uh probably like a few days ago and that's like getting people excited so i'm ready for it man i already know j cole gonna come with that that fire
1: they're doing big things man they're doing for big sure. show they for for the sure. show and then who else dropped Well, chance had the uh what 10 day uh acid rap come on to apple music that's,
0: yeah. that's,
2: that's right Oh uh, yeah, like, I feel like that's just a, that's the promo move for his album. But like, I don't know. I was a little a little sad that Juice couldn't be played because yep. of the clearing or whatever. And I'm really glad you right. brought that up, man. I think everybody <laughs> was disappointed in that. When I heard this tone voice do saying, "Yeah, all the proceeds, you know, go to social work." <laughs> because, uh, we couldn't play the out. We couldn't put this on the album. I was like, "Oh, don't yeah, turn
1: this it. off." You know, Caesar joint though, I heard mixed reviews about that. Mainly, not really.
0: I see a lot
2: of I see a lot of people talking about it. Like everybody's trying to compare it to the Chris Al- Brown album, but those are just two different vibes. That they, you can't do that. You know what I'm saying? They both R and B, but you can't like you can't mix those two together. Like the Chris Brown album, I'm gonna give it some some slight criticism because and you Brown know, Brown. me and Chris Brown go all the way back, but this but re- of recent like. His albums have been too long, and the songs are just like the same vibes. Like they have their own, like they have their own catches to them. But like these vibes are starting to get too similar. If that makes sense. Like the last album, doing the deluxe version, was fifty six songs. This one was thirty two. My God, we're not listening to all that.
0: Not listening I listen to it. got to be upset over there, man. Just sitting every time, and this man just walks in with another forty song hit in like less than a year, bro. <laughs> bro. And like, you gotta be upset.
2: It's a, of course, it's a consumerism thing. Like, the more songs you have in your album, the more, like, chance you're going to get it played, of course. But, bro, that's two hours of music. <laughs>
0: two hours, man.
2: Somebody want it.
1: Somebody listening to it.
2: I think him.
0: <laughs>
2: but no, Chris Brown, we rock with you. We yeah, missed go. that
0: old Chris Brown. 2007, Chris Brown. you right. you right. Like,
2: you still kind of talk about the same stuff, like because like mostly when people be like, oh, I want the old Kanye, I want the old Gucci." They, like, of course, times has changed for them. You heard me like, with the old Gucci? Hell yeah! When Gucci before <laughs> Gucci went to prison, people want that Gucci, bro. He yeah, want, want, want dangerous Gucci for real. Okay, I respect it. But with Chris Brown, like, of course he's growing as a person. He, but he's still going through the same controversy. But it's like. I don't know. It's something missing. But like, I got a plug that's telling me he fell out with like a few of his producers. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Oh, the streets been talking, huh? The streets been talking on preach my end. Talking, bro. I tell you, streets be talking. <laughs>
1: Everyone know who was, Anyway, who else dropping stuff?
2: Um, DJ Mustard dropped something last week. He dropped his album Perfect Ten. That of course has all features mm-hmm. better than DJ Khaled's album. In my in my opinion, dude, yeah, I'm throwing oh, all the dude. shots out. Cause you know, DJ Mustard is known for like just making LA hits, West Side hits, features from I don't know, like you got Ty Dollar Signs, you got Nipsey R I P. Uh it's just it's just dope. It's 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 pretty dope. You know, you got of course you got your East Coast um features. You got uh not nah, Gucci, you got the Migos and of course you got uh ASAP mob, they got on a few songs on there. My favorite song on there probably is coming from Young Thug. It's called like Whoa Whoa. That man Young Thug going crazy. This summer, Young Thug going crazy. Expect that. But now I was scrolling through my Spotify, and like I was just you know doing my little discovery that I do every week, and I seen Jeremy Renner, aka Hawkeye from MCU, the, from the wow. MCU. And this man makes music, and it's not that bad. It's kind of it got a country yeah. vibe to it. Country's not mm-hmm. my favorite, like, but I do enjoy country from time to time.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So. It, in wake of Lil Nas X and Old Town Road, I feel like this is
0: perfect timing. Let me ask you: Is it Hawkeye or is it Ronin music? Like, which one is it? Hey, mm-hmm. when it comes to the mixtape, that's Jeremy Renner. <laughs> that's <laughs> Jeremy Renner. <laughs>
2: right, I love that. I love that. Oh,
1: uh, so, so Jeremy Renner, I heard saving music, huh? You mean uh, Lil Nas X? Back,
2: saving country. What you talking about? We probably losing Save all viewership, viewership right now. <laughs> Them two alone. Ray Cyrus, too. I'm telling my homeboy, Justice, <laughs> he'll be all, all right. He's
1: <laughs> right. he not having this, he's not having this at all. Mm-mm-mm. You had totally just disrespected all the country. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be all right, they don't appreciate this, Lander. Anywho, now we got to dip into the sports. But shout out to Brandon for that music kick, my boy, yes, sir, yes, sir, Josiah. What you got for us in the NFL.
0: Man, since we're talking about unappreciated people, let's talk about some unappreciated players in the league. Starting off with T.Y. Hilton. Let me tell you how consistent this man has been. He has been with Andrew Luck, and they have been a consistent duo. But something tells me that people aren't respecting this man in the league. When you think of top five, top ten receivers, do you ever mention T.Y. Hilton? Do you think he's a top five receiver? I mean, he puts up top five numbers.
1: Who, Who do you have as your top five receivers, though?
0: Uh, me personally, you know, in, in no order, but this is how I'm gonna put them: DeAndre Hopkins, Julio. I got a B up there. I got Odell. Mm-hmm. You know, if he stays healthy, and Devontae Adams. Don't give me no grief about that, but he is up there.
1: Okay, so your argument is that T.Y. Hilton should be in, in top five. I mean,
0: he I mean, puts up top five numbers.
1: Okay. Okay. So you're just saying he should get more credit than what he's getting.
0: Yeah, he should definitely get more respect. In this. He's making Pro Bowls. But do they make anything? <laughs>
1: I mean, it's not like his team is you that that incentive. It's not like he's winning championships. That's for my squad.
0: See, I I realize that, but even Julian Edelman is getting more recognition than him.
1: Because he winning championships.
0: But he's a top five receiver.
1: (laughs) But he winning championships.
0: That's the problem here. Can we not differentiate this type of thing anymore? That's a top five receiver from a championship? I mean, mean, you got to draw your team some wins. (laughs) Julian Edelman numbers in the playoffs speak for itself. See, I feel like the Colts' wins don't always come with offense, you know. I feel like it's a defensive problem usually as well, you know. Because, I mean, when you got Andrew Luck running the offense, half the time you ain't losing that because of him. I mean, I give him the
2: credit because he had to go back and forth between, like, when Luck was healthy and then they had, what, Jerome Brissett as their quarterback for a little minute
0: because, you know, Luck was hurt. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree with that. But let's not forget, there's some other people I want to mention too. So we got Jordan Howard. If y'all don't know Jordan Howard, he was the former Bears running back, now currently the Eagles running back. And he was actually second in the Russian League um, in 2016, his rookie season right behind Zeke, who was the Russian League of Valley here. He recently got traded, right? My question to you is, So why is he so underappreciated, you know? I think they only traded him for, like, what, fifth round or fourth round draft pick? But he's actually a good running back. So what do y'all think about that?
1: I mean, from what you said, when he finished second with Zeke, that was 2016. That was three years ago. He only uh, gets older. Chicago got a new younger running back in Tariq Cohen, so I guess they felt it was no point in holding Jordan Howard hostage if they wanted to move forward with a dual threat running back in Tariq
0: Cohen. See, I still feel like he don't get the respect he deserves. I mean, fantasy season is coming up. I, mean, I know we're going to do that sometime later on in the year, but y'all tell me I wouldn't Jordan, uh, draft Jordan Howard like in the second round at least? No. I would, I don't.
2: See? No respect
0: <laughs> Is there no faith in him? Is that what it is?
2: There's better There's better running backs.
0: Okay. okay. We'll have to see what the numbers do for him. My last one that I want to talk about for underappreciated NFL players is another receiver, Brandon Cooks. Now, this man has been on three different teams in, like, four or five seasons. Um, played from the Saints to the Patriots to now mm-hmm. to the Rams. And in each team he has been on, he has put over 1,000 yards. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you, why has he been trading so many times? What do y'all think?
1: I think when it comes to a player like Brandon Cook, he's an incredible talent, very fast, can stretch the field, but let's face it, he's short.
0: I feel like you just said exactly what Belichick said to him when he traded him. <laughs> but it's like,
1: it's not it's not too much you can do with him, I, I would say. If it's not a fly, fly route or something where he can break off real quickly.
0: but I mean, it works, though, right? The man puts up a 1,000 yards a season. You yeah, I mean, obviously can do it consistently.
1: But maybe some other teams need different stuff from him. Okay, right. I can see that little miscues he had in the Super Bowl with the uh, Patriots. We saw all he needed was one yard. What my man's do? He tried to hurdle a person clearly taller than him.
0: Yeah, he kind of <laughs> knocked out two seconds. Like little things <laughs> like
1: that. It's a little IQ plays. This where you mess up that just make coaches not really want you. Not saying he's not a wanted player in the league. I pretty much think any team would want Brandon Cooks on their squad. But I'm just saying it's just certain things there. Would that would indicate why he's been traded so much. But do you think, while you're talking about Brandon Cooks, another receiver, A.J. Green, what do you think about him being a, an underappreciated receiver?
0: I think A.J. Green no longer gets the credit he's deserved, mostly because of his age and the fact that so many receivers are, receivers are coming out like the wazoo now. A couple years ago, you would say that A.J. Green is like one of the most dominant receivers in the league. I yeah. mean, there's like five other people you can name at this point now besides A.J. Green, maybe even 10 besides A.J. Green now.
1: He put up over a thousand yards in his first five seasons in the league.
0: Exactly. <laughs> and I know last year he had injury problems and things yep. on and off the field, things like that. But, yeah. I mean, like, he's still a great receiver and still a great threat on any offense. So I think he still deserves some respect as well. Mm-hmm. He should definitely be on this list. AJ the homie. Randy put me on to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was, what was Talking about sports, Chris. I know that uh NBA free agency just happened Sunday. Man, tell um, me all the reactions that are going on around the league. Boy, this is my
1: favorite time of year. This is my Christmas right now. I'm rocking my old school Cavs Brian jersey, Team Brian all day, Team Lakers all day. We out here,
0: team JR. All right, Somebody
1: get this man out of here. <laughs> We're done here. Show over. We're done, guys. All right. anywho. Back to these free agency news, one of the big blockbuster free agency moves that happened was D'Angelo Russell going to the Warriors. I did not see this coming at all. I was definitely confident that he was going to wait for the Lakers to see if they could get Kawhi and not see how they were going to play out that cap situation. I thought he would at least give them a chance to, you know, figure it out. But nope, my I man went up to Golden State the first day. So now he's paired up with Steph up in the Bay. Plays out for ten months. They still got Draymond. They just made some other acquisition with Willie Cully Stein. Kevon Looney brought back. Do we think they can make another run at it? I say that's that it's sound
2: like go. that sound like fourth to sixth place potential right there.
1: Mm.
2: It's not. It don't sound like number one. No, well, my not. question is: that's a lot of point guards.
1: I mean, I mean, but
2: d can play the two.
1: Yeah, I assume d will probably play the two until Clay comes back. Clay come back. He might come back and play the three.
0: Man, I mean, that makes sense. Now, he's not obviously going to have as big as an impact as KD, but what are you expecting now to d I mean, Four.
1: he's a caller, bro. d is Four. a baller. Yeah,
2: he's going to that I don't know how the defense is going to be yeah. without uh, the, the seven-foot frame of Kevin Durant. And Clay being out, Don't forget Iggy, but, but, yeah, ain't Iggy going too, mm-hmm. but that would hurt a little bit. That's what I'm saying, like, you know, we know defense wins, so they ain't going to be at the top spot with minimal defense with just Draymond, and I'm pretty sure Willie, you know, Willie Cauley-Stein can block some shots, so. Hit <laughs> yeah, off-brand JaVale McGee. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for me. That's the Marcus Cut the Mark Demarcus Cousins understudy right there. What you mean? Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> next is the biggest move so far in free agency was Kyrie and KD deciding to make the power move down to Brooklyn. Kyrie comes home, KD leaves the juggernaut in the West. Unfortunately, my man has KD's out for the season with that Achilles injury. Hope he gets well. Hope he comes back hundred percent. Kyrie gets a season the ball on his own with DeAndre Jordan. Kyrie gets what he wants. He got it's his, right cool his own. He's at home. What do you think is coming for Brooklyn this uh year without Kevin Durant? Sending them L's towards New York
2: way. Wow. <laughs> wow. We, we give him next, Mad- man. We, we give it Madison Square Garden all the L's. Wow. All of them. I got Nick's homies, bro. Why you doing this? (laughs) They better switch now. I feel like it's an appropriate time to switch. It's okay. It's all right.
0: Don't ever tell no team that.
1: (laughs) We're here approving bandwagoning on this podcast. I can't believe it. Don't listen, folks.
2: It's only right.
0: In this situation,
2: this is this is like do or die. It's only right. Yeah.
1: It's definitely gonna be something nice to see because. Not only do they got DeAndre Jordan, let's not forget, they still got Jerry Allen, the young starting center who was throwing shots last season.
2: Yeah. We ain't seen nothing this star-studded since Miami?
1: I don't know. The league is definitely wide open this year, man, depending on – I'm
2: talking about as far as the East, we ain't seen nothing this star-studded.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, I mean,
2: of course you got Philly, like, but they still growing as a unit, but like –
1: yeah, I, I'll agree with that. Yeah, that's, this is definitely probably the biggest parent in the East since Ron and Wade. Yeah, it's crazy. I never thought KD would be uh what this is 13. Do we definitely want to say he's a 14 player now? Do we want to because count- of the supersonics? We ain't gonna do that to him. <laughs> I'm okay. I never thought <laughs> we're gonna say- do that to him. <laughs> I think that he did KD being a 13 type player. That's crazy.
2: I mean, but he wanted it out honestly because you know everybody knows he wasn't really. Accepted as much in the Bay, mm-hmm. like the ones that grew up with the Bay, like you mm-hmm. know everybody be- beyond KD, you know they was drafted there, so mm-hmm. KD was supposed to be looked at as the savior, but like he got casted out at the same time too, like it was nothing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's so, true. He definitely did not get as much love as Steph did. He would definitely yeah. feel like he was taken for granted in some areas, but he do he did take ownership. State deciding to play in that last game was up to him. So.
2: Yeah, But how do we feel about them temporarily retiring their number? Like, how do we feel
1: about that? Why not? He came there, two finals MVPs.
2: It's a little weird to me. I ain't going to lie. I see where they're coming from, but, like, at least wait till he's
1: done. I mean, it's not like he just came there, averaged 15 points, lucked up on the finals MVP. Like, he came there, averaged pretty much almost 30 a game. Went down into the finals, averaged over thirty a game, got finals MVPs, had to guard the hardest player on the court.
0: <laughs> like he earned his rings.
1: Yeah, he did earn his sense as much as I hate. I hate to say that because I hate Golden State and I hate the fact that they had that super team for what three years.
0: Mm-hmm. But it's
1: finally over. Hallelujah, my yeah. Lakers dynasty is dead. <laughs> done. It's done. Next move was Jimmy Butler going to South Beach, Lil way 2.0. Well, I want to say Wade took want to Wade understudy. Yeah, there we go. Wade there we go. <laughs> proper respect. Proper respect. My bad, Wade. What y'all feel about that? Which I think coming in Miami way.
2: Uh, I, I, from from a Bulls fan perspective, you know, I always have a love for Jimmy Butler, regardless of what, like, you know, how. Even though we always get, we've always had like first round exits or like second round exits with them. Mm. but I'll always have love and respect for Jimmy Butler. He plays very gutter like he got a lot of uh, in his in his play he's not really you know he's not really like pretty like like you know he don't really got no finesse in his game <laughs> like he, he played hella like gutter so like that his that style will always be like kind of vindicated because of you know it's a it's a league full of finesse if you're not going to the rim with a Euro step it's not cool. If you're not, you know, going to the basket with highlights or shooting threes is not cool. But I feel like, you know, Wade kind of had that same, you know, guttiness about himself. So it'll be a good fit, but it's not cigar. It's not like you're going to have the same antics as Wade would. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they just moved
1: Whiteside to Portland. So I don't really know what's in store for Miami this season besides the fact they just got Jimmy Butler. But we yeah, gonna that's- I think Pat Rowley got something up his sleeve that we don't see coming. Always does, but I'm I'm gonna speak on that a little little later on, maybe another episode. But speaking of Jimmy, while we're talking about Jimmy Butler, it was reported that he had got offered the Max from Philadelphia and he turned it down. So that leads me to ask, what is going on in Philly? I know they just acquired Al Horford. They still have been they just gave Ben Simmons a new contract, whether he accepts it or not, we remains to be seen, but I'm pretty sure he will. They still have Joel and B. They still have Tobias Harris, but as far as their team, like what is what is going on? The shooting is limited <laughs> at best, like very limited. I don't know who's shooting the last shot on that team, especially if it's a three, because Lord helped them. So help me out. What y'all think going on there?
2: Honestly, if I was in a situation and two two seconds left on the clock, I'm either giving it to Tobias or I'm giving it to Joel. <laughs> <laughs> To, to shoot the three at that, but so what are you
0: saying Humphrey will to
2: help? He he's a what? He put up 15. He gets some boards, but he not gonna give them to the. He not then gonna get them close to the finals or nothing. He a good addition, but he not gonna he not gonna put them in a final situation.
1: So right now, I know free agents. They they
2: the same thing they was last year with some change. That's what I'll call it.
1: That's true. So right now, I know free is not over. Who do you think will come out the east right now? We gotta wait on
2: Kawhi. <laughs> we gotta wait on Kawhi. We gotta wait on Kawhi.
1: That's true. But think my boy, think my boy coming, coming west. But either way, either way. I don't know. You got you got Kimball who just left Charlotte. So the Celtics could be a favorite right now if uh Kawhi decides to leave and go
2: west. But they got west. Enos Cantor. I mean, he's a solid role that player he a- do he do. <laughs> <laughs> he do in his canter is just a poor man's, uh, a poor man's Al Horford in my opinion. Ooh.
1: I guess, I mean, I just think he's a very solid role player, so we'll see. But who you think is a better fit for Boston then? Do you think Kimball be a better fit for them than Kyrie was?
2: I feel like he gonna have some spark just because it's his first year out of prison. Or, should, I mean, uh, Jordan Prison, should I say? Uh, <laughs> yeah, we that better. <laughs> uh, but like, of course, Kyrie, like Kyrie, already got him a championship, so he already know what you know the reins is to get there. And I feel like the young guys wasn't really listening to it because they still trying to get hot themselves. But I feel like it's just gonna be another rinse, wash, and repeat. Like I don't feel, I feel like the set they just gonna you know maybe make it to the eastern conference but not really go any farther than that. Mm. I can see I can definitely see until until something changes in my you know my view I see Kimble being the Chris Paul.
1: Okay. Mm. Kim was 9, Kyrie's 27. Both pretty much have similar play styles. I have a love-hate relationship with Boston because in the football season, we're all buddy-buddy because we're all Patriots fans. But when it comes to basketball season, they're Celtics fans, and I hate the Celtics. So I just feel like on the Celtics, I feel like players can't be themselves on the Celtics, if that makes sense. I feel like in Boston, you have to conform to a certain way, which is their way, the Boston way, Mm -hmm. quote-unquote title-town way. And I feel like if you don't fully buy into that attitude, then you're kind of looked at as an outsider there. And I feel like that's what happened to Kyrie. He didn't fully – he didn't embrace that Boston attitude. I feel like Kimba is right now, but of course, I mean, Kyrie embraced it too the first couple months while he was there. But once that season starts to weigh on you, I feel like that attitude is going to change when it comes to – the Celtic fans. I just feel like they're kind of fair weather fans anyway. They either love you or hate you. They're definitely ride or die for their Celtics.
2: Like right. no no person is bigger than the franchise in their eyes. Right. And and the fans definitely reflect the media around Boston and the media, Boston media ain't nothing to be played with. Like I would never oh they are savages. Yeah. <laughs> they hurt
1: people. <laughs> you ain't lying. <laughs> 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 they are not my favorite type of people But I don't know <laughs> Maybe it'll work out, maybe it won't I don't think it really will work out But That's only my prediction But moving on We got some little topics to hit This week we're going to start our Popular topics Where we talk about life questions Maybe things that we just Decided to talk about on our own We're going to talk about news what World news, local news just anything anything that fans who want to send us, just stuff like that. So right now we're going to kick it off with just some news that I hear. I think it was earlier last week down in Dallas, Texas, in a suburban airport that a plane crashed and killed 10 people. Uh, Thoughts and prayers with that family, all the families involved, and sure. anyone just involved in the situation. So prayers there, love there, hope everyone's there. It's healing, not hurting, love everywhere. Next, my question for the group is, in this life questions topic is, well, first off, Brandon, how old are you? 22. 22.
0: Josiah? Same here,
1: 22. 22. All right. I'm 24. So, that being said, you're both in your early 20s. Um, I'd say still early 20s, about to well, almost. to be man. mid. Chill, man. Chill. People <laughs> <Hey.
0: You're> listening to this. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Anywho, cool. early 20s, mid 20s, growing up in this day in a where social media is so prevalent and clearly this era is so, what's the word I'm looking for, so different compared to the era maybe even early 2000 kids grew up in, 90s kids, 80s kids, our parents and all that grew up in. Like this era is just totally different just because the technology, the social media. And everything that's just going on in this world right now. So what do y'all think are like the pros and cons of growing up in this era that we're living in right now?
2: As far as social media?
1: So just period. It can be social media, just anything that goes with just growing up in your 20s right now in this era.
2: There's no privacy no more, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like either every, everybody airing out somebody's information or everybody's airing their own information out. Like, some things I just don't want to know about either people I hang with or, like, people or celebrities, maybe even, like, I still, like, admire some, like, celebrities that kind of like like, low-key. I was just watching a Derrick Rose interview. You know, he don't really, like, you know, interview like that. So, like, he still has that kind of concealment about his personality, and he even said himself, like, I'm not really a person to talk out to the media or whatever. So like, I still kind of admire people with you know closed-in personalities or people that consider themselves introverts. Even though I, I find myself as I, I have both traits, of extrovert and introvert. But I'm not willing to share everything like most people that I see on social media are. But I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Not saying it's a good or not. You know, I'm not really saying this. I'm not really picking sides towards it. But I just, I just can't do it.
0: Mm-hmm. See, since he's going to do that one, I'm going to throw out a pro a little bit. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we're in our early 20s and things like that. But, you know, we grew up during the time, you know, social media was still like small and over here trying to boom throughout the years. So I would say like, you know, like Randy was saying, we a little bit, we know better. We know certain things you should post, you shouldn't be posting. Like, as I'm saying, compared to like the younger crowd mm-hmm. out there, um, we actually know what to do, I would guess you could say, or what should we be doing on social media. So I feel like... um in that regards you know in this area that we got the upper hand in that at least that's true
2: that's true yeah i just feel like everybody trying to get on as well like viral is everything yeah like i i seen a record ralph the other day and the whole the whole like baby, basically premise was for him to get viral to get more money and i was mm. like dang this is kind of what disney is low-key feeding people but it's that's Disney.
1: It's, so, angry. it's about instant gratification or that instant validation from someone that everyone wants. And that's the quickest way to get it with the social media. Everything's is within the touch of your hands now. Like You don't have to go out and do stuff no more. You don't have to get out in the streets and promote your stuff. You can simply put out a tweet, Instagram a pic, put something on Facebook. If the right person sees it, you're going to blow up. So with that being said, everyone just wants that they want that instant just blow up overnight. But realistically, they, what people don't see and what I think is why it's a kind is, I don't think there's no, there's no such thing as overnight success. And I think people don't understand that. They think even with people that blow up, that go viral, everyone's like, oh, my God, they just blew up overnight. But most of those people have been working on that crowd for so long, except for the people that like get on there and do like just dumb stuff and just for clout. Yeah. Yeah. not mm-hmm. them. know like, most of these people are working on their craft or whatever. And then the point where they finally blow up, that's probably like one, two years in when they finally take off with their stuff and you just seeing that. And now you thinking, oh man, they got that instant, that instant credit. That's what I want. Now you're trying to get out there and do it. And it's not the same because you're not working as hard as they did to get, to get to that point.
2: Right. I feel for those people. That's like, I got homies that, that dance. I got homies that sing from my school or whatever. And I just hate to see like, you know, people, going viral for like stu- punching people that they mm-hmm. don't even know. And it's like I'm seeing people in my own circle that have like so much talent. And like of course they're putting it out there, but their platform might not be as big enough or they don't know the certain somebody to put them on or something like that. But you know what I'm saying? I say everything's a tool, just like money's a tool. Money can be used for good, money can be used for bad. Same thing for social media. And like, sure. like, like, how we using our platform now? You know, we just voicing our opinions on different social topics that I feel like we're well voiced in. So it's all it all depends on how you use it. Correct.
0: I completely I, agree with
1: that. I also feel like everyone feel like there's a demand that you have to have something original. Like whatever you do, whatever you want to pursue in life, whatever your end goal is, you have it has to be from something you thought of. It has to be straight off the dome, and it has to be something that no one have ever seen before. In reality, that's not the case. It doesn't have to be like that because right. it's all about just improve life is just about improving other stuff. Like you eat exactly. on stuff that's already out here. So I think along with that pressure of feeling like you have to just you have to be an individual. You have to be known for this, just because you see people like like we talked about earlier, Lil Nas X, who just pretty much Branching to his own lanes like just making music like you can't categorize this man He's just out here just dropping stuff drake made his own lane. You can't just categorize him as a rapper He's doing so much right. more little uzi. He, he came in with a totally different sound at the time and now everybody rocking now Yeah, right. everybody out.
2: got an inspiration, right? Yeah man, Everybody just, everybody had that person that was like okay like i'm inspired by somebody To And so, therefore, I'm I'm doing this or whatever, but I'm putting my own little twist on it. Like, everybody's inspired by somebody.
1: Mm -hmm. So, I think just along with that, I think that actually puts a lot of pressure on our generation. It's either the fear of failure that's going to hold you back from accomplishing what you want to do, or it's going to be the fear of failing that's going to pro like propel you into succeeding because your mindset is either you're too scared to try it or you're too scared to fail and and your only option is to to succeed, you know? Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel that uh i'm one person that really really embraces failure like i know like that's a no no one ever said statement but like i really embrace failure for real for real because i know i have like resiliency on my side like if this don't work i'm gonna try this if this don't work i'm gonna try this if this don't work i'm gonna try this like i what two months out of school and i'm still like job hunting mm. i've done interviews wasn't jobs wasn't really for me i've done interviews they chose somebody else which is fine but is that going to stop me it can't because i know what i want in life i know what i want as a future so like you know you got to have guidelines or goals to set and that kind of gives you that you know fulfillment of um resilience or resiliency so it's like you got to have like and even if even if you don't have goals for yourself kind of like i'm not saying you got to talk to your friends and see what they own and get on what they own Mm -hmm. but like kind of you know get what we were saying before about the originality thing like you sometimes you got to get inspiration from
0: other things or other people Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. see while we're still talking about resilience i want to talk about something that's going on with the dcu so i know you guys heard about the new batman being casted, right so we have robert patterson and for those of you who don't know him you know he was the uh main person who played Edward in the Twilight series, who was the vampire. And you know it was a popular uh, series that happened for, like, what, four or five years? Yeah. So what, what do we think about this? I know it's not coming out till around, around 2020, but, like, what do you guys think? you think it's going to be kind of successful with him taking over? Well, like I
1: said before when we discussed this in our Xbox parties, it's personally hard for me to picture someone as a perfect Batman just because although yeah. Yeah, the duality of Bruce Wayne and Batman are just two separate characters in themselves. And it's hard for me to, whoever I can picture as a good Batman isn't the same person I can picture as a good Bruce Wayne. And so hopefully Robert Patterson can, you know, bring both of those aspects together into one character. Cause I would really love to see that. I really hope he can really reprise his role and take it to new heights. But right now for me, I just it's hard for me to see.
2: Uh, for me, I feel like he can do it like easy because I haven't really seen. I I will live life being okay with not seeing any of the Twilight movies. You won't get far. But I I, I gotta I can understand what role he's playing in the movie. He kind of has that dark, edgy role, mm-hmm. which is kind of the same darkness that Bruce Wayne has from time to time, like aspects of that. So I don't see why he can't. I know some people probably won't take him seriously because, of course, they've seen him for six some odd years as edward the vampire kind of like the same thing with daniel radcliffe and harry potter Mm -hmm. but i feel like once he like really you know works his way with the batman actually you know he actually has to like bring it in order for people to not see him as that one thing anymore
0: yeah and i feel like that's kind of what happened you know with chris evans because as we all know he was the human torch first Mm -hmm. and a lot of people don't like the fantastic four movies um I myself, like, you know, like the first one, first two, like they're not that bad. But like the point being here is like Chris Evans became like a pillar of um, the MCU as Captain America. Mm -hmm. I feel like uh, Robert Pattinson can do the exact same thing for the DCU if he can do this role justice.
1: Yeah, but you're asking him to play a uh, way more difficult character than Captain America.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's definitely true. It's way, way, way different situation, but there are some similarities that can maybe make this work. And that's like it's thing.
2: more personality for Batman. You gotta have personality. Catherine America is yeah.
0: kind of stale. Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm.
1: that Batman is a dark man. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> he's gonna have to tap into some dark stuff. I understand that one completely. You gonna have to do yeah.
1: But while we on the topic of these film franchises, I want to know who y'all think is the best film franchise out here. You know. Yeah.
2: But you know, I'm I'm gonna let y'all go here talk about it. Let me know, man. We in a realm of film franchises being rebooted now with with Toy Story four. We I we was at Spider Man yesterday. We seen the Terminator trailer. I'm like, bro, this should be over with. because end. <laughs> right? It ain't never over. We'll over. I don't know, man. Like, but if we really think about it, it's been it's been some time. Like, we got we got series has been going on like in the eighties with like your slasher films, the Friday 13th. we got like the Fridays of your nineties and your two thousands. It's a lot, man. It's a lot to really like capture. So this, this is going to be a hard one for real. Like, but for sure, for me, definitely one of my all time favorites, family movies or whatever, is um that back to the future with Christopher Lloyd and Michael J. Fox. Like, Classic. People sleep on that franchise so much, and it's just like a good story. All I own all three of the films; all three are fire in their own way. Universal Studios is my favorite studio based off of those films alone. You know what I'm saying? Uh, as far as horror franchises, I'm I'm cool on the Chucky series. I don't like all the films in that. Uh, I like Saw. Saw is dope. I've seen every single one. The story is like convoluted as heck. Mm-hmm. But I'm really into it. Hundred Games and Divergent, those stories are the same stories written on different pieces of paper. That's all it is. But though they they have their fire qualities to it. And I gotta go with Stranger Things, man. I know it's not a, it's not, I know it's not a film franchise. <laughs> but we think about it. We like we, we're watching an hour episode. That's like a nine-hour movie every season. So I gotta throw Stranger Things in there too.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, that's respectable ones. Um, for me, I'm just gonna do the one since we're talking about like a little bit of the recent years. I'm just gonna put John Wick over there. Mm-hmm. Keanu Reeves has this effect on movies that's like insane. When you think about a great movie, like what does he usually have? Mostly action, right? Mm-hmm. John Wick is pretty much an hour and thirty minutes, two hours of all action. Like that's all you see, pretty much. Like you hear two seconds of dialogue, "I love you," and then somebody's getting shot somewhere down the street. So I mean. I feel like John Wick is like one of the best franchises we've seen in recent years just because of how it captures the audience. And li- literally like the recent one just came out a couple months ago and it's been topping numbers too. So that's where I'm at with that one.
2: Every time I think about John Wick, I think about The Equalizer. I don't know why. I think those two films just go hand in hand. They have that same look
0: when they take somebody out. I feel that. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. Those were some nice ones, but both of y'all already know. The franchise I'm rolling with, the franchise I'm always roll with, the franchise that started on May 25th, 1977. Oh yep. boy. Yeah, boy. That's how you know it's a great franchise. But <laughs> I'm going with Star Wars. George Lucas is the goat for this one, man. First of all, we got our name <laughs> Rogue One's inspiration from Star Wars, if anyone didn't know. Mm-hmm. But this is the greatest franchise ever. I hate that people sleep on this franchise. <laughs> It is disrespect you're not you can't be a trash franchise and have nine movies
2: period well period. <clears throat> unless you unless you talking <throat> about <laughs> unless,
0: unless you're talking about them I mean that's different, that's different. different. <laughs> came out within
1: like what a 10 15 years man thought has been going back since 1977 and they still going on now
2: strong mm-hmm. that's, oh, the, man. how many years is that like 50
1: so that is a great. First of all, I will always say it's the greatest tragedy ever written. Episodes six. I advise anyone to go watch them. Greatest tragedy ever put on screen.
0: I think Shakespeare is definitely going to be talking about you in his grave. <laughs> oh, that's how this going to do this.
1: That's how I'm, <laughs> I'm going to do this. I'm riding with that one to the grave. But any who, it's your boy Duke. It's your boy B-Rob. And it's yeah. your boy Osiah. Wrapping up another episode of the Rogue One's podcast. Shout out to Nonstop STL, my boy Brando over there. Yes, with sir.
2: Yes, sir. Him. Yes, sir. Check him out. Josiah, bring the hook
0: in. Let's get it. Thanks to everyone who joined for the show this week. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Spread the word. Tell everybody. Follow us on Instagram at Rogue Ones underscore Podcast. If you have any questions, inbox us. Don't be afraid to ask. It doesn't have to be just about sports or TV or music related. We're looking to answer anything y'all got. Like our cover art, then follow our editor at Bobby King four one three on Twitter. And don't miss this Friday for our weekly gaming sessions at six p.m. Central Time. You can tune in for free on the link provided on our Instagram page. We will talk to y'all next week. Uh, what it do, baby? Yeah. Episode two. Now let's get it.